If I could give you a formula for building out a perfectly balanced meal in a way that was nutritious, delicious, and realistic for your crazy schedule, and most importantly, simple, would you want to know what it is? That's what we're discussing on this episode of the Smart Nutrition Made Simple Show. Welcome to the Smart Nutrition Made Simple Show, where each week you will hear the real-world experiences, life lessons, and guided principles that every highly driven man needs to master, their health, productivity, and relationships by sharing conversations with the world's most successful people in fitness, nutrition, supplementation, and mindset. Meet your host, Benjamin Brown. He is a fitness and nutrition expert consultant to Fortune 500 companies and world championship sports teams, a husband and father of three, and has been helping men transform their physiques, optimize their energy, and own their fatherly mission since 2005. Thank you for joining us today, and without further ado, let's jump right in. Joey, welcome to the Smart Nutrition Made Simple Show. What is going on, my brother? Hey, Ben, man. Thanks for having me on, man. This is this is exciting. I'm really glad to be here. Dude, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on. We've uh, had a lot of great conversations over the last several months. I think just like the past year when we kind of became acquainted through really social media, through my podcast, and I'm continually impressed with um, the content that you're pushing out there. Um, it's Appreciate very new. That. It's very different. Uh, and it's interesting because like I say, it's very new, but this is, you're just, what you do is you just share a lot of the recipes that you enjoy making that are healthy recipes um, that I think really, you know, the reason I wanted to have you on is because I think it really would resonate with uh, our audience. It certainly resonates with me. And so I'd love to just talk about your philosophy around nutrition and healthy cooking and how to keep it simple, because obviously that's what this whole party's about. Uh, before we jump into that stuff, um, do me a favor, buddy. Just I would just love a you know quick uh, introduction to kind of who you are, what you're about, what your what your background is, and um, so we can give our listeners a little insight. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Um, so super happy to be here. My name's Joey Solowitz, and uh, honestly, the truth is, is uh, I ended up here on this podcast today because I started my own health and wellness journey roughly five years ago. Um, I have a background in telecommunications is actually my industry and give or take five years ago, I, uh, I got to a point in my life where I was roughly 70, 75 pounds overweight and just realized I, I was pretty imbalanced in how I was approaching my, my existence. You know, it was all about work and making money and not about taking care of myself. And it clicked one day in my head when I started to look in the mirror and realize I wasn't too pleased with what I was seeing that, you know, you can't really you can't really take care of everybody else and the life around you if you don't take care of yourself. So I decided I wanted to make some changes, but I didn't really know where to start. So um, that was roughly five years ago. And I started with just a personal trainer. I hired a personal trainer out of the boxing gym I was training at. And we started, you know, hitting mitts together. And uh, just by some dumb stroke of luck, that gym happened to have a bunch of uh, fairly competitive athletes in it. And what I noticed as I started to get more into the, the rabbit hole of, of health and wellness was that, you know, you can kill yourself at the gym, but what these athletes who were really experiencing success were doing was focusing on the kitchen. And that kind of, kind of hit me. And I started to look at my own diet and be like, well, man, I, 
I eat like crap. So I just kind of asked those guys what they were doing. And I started to just pay a little bit more attention. And over the course of five years, I, I realized I, I basically adjusted my whole lifestyle to, you know, accommodate, you know, a more well-rounded nutrition strategy that I could maintain, you know, as a guy with a wife and two kids and a busy job and, you know, trying to start a couple side businesses of my own. That was the hardest part of the whole thing is like, you know, okay, well, you're a professional athlete over here. I can't eat like you, you know, like I can't measure every single morsel of food I put in my body and then go train for eight hours a day. So I had to figure out some systems for myself to be able to do this in the real world, which is where mm-hmm. I, I like to think most of us live. And did uh, you have you know, any, I'm sorry to interrupt, but did, did no, you have any like formal cooking background? Did you already like to cook for yourself <laughs> or know how to cook or? You know. you know, there's a funny story to that because I worked at a Chili's as a, as a restaurant manager for about, you know, a better part of the, right. my twenties. That. that was the first yeah. part of my career. And, you know, in that, in that industry, we, we cooked on a grill. So I could grill a mean piece of chicken and microwave some broccoli with the best of them. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. That sounds like my cooking skills. Yeah. That was about it, you know, roughly five years ago. And it's actually kind of a funny story, you know, cause I, I told my wife when I, when I started on this journey, like, Hey, I want to get healthier. I want to lose some weight. I want to start eating better around the house. So, you know, here's, here's my plan. And I think it was like maybe two months into it that she kind of looked at me and pulled me aside from the kids and was like, listen, like, I'm really proud of you. And it's, it's clear that this, you're going to stick to this and it's not going away, but you got to learn to cook something besides chicken on a grill. (laughs) It's two months of chicken on the grill. She'd had enough. So at least you kept it simple. That was probably pretty good for you. Yeah. Well, it's what allowed me to, to just get those. Cause I think one of the things that was really helpful for me was getting that immediate result, you know, two months of, of, going pretty hard and eating well and showing up to the gym and, and getting that, that satisfaction of, you know, the number moving on the scale and just feeling a lot better. Uh, it, it, it gave me the, the will to want to take it further. So what did you do to start to um, improve your cooking skills and kind of just what's your philosophy around cooking in general as it stands today? Well, the hardest the, with cooking, it's, it's interesting, you know, because a lot of people like to, like to, think that cooking's really complicated, but really yeah. it's like anything, man. It's, it's just trial and error. I mean, if you go start at a new job tomorrow, you're not going to be the best at that job. Maybe if you show up every day and a few years later, you're getting promoted and suddenly you're the best amongst your peer group. That's how things go. And cooking's really no different. You know, on your yeah. first day in the kitchen, you know, you, maybe you grill a chicken breast and you burn the crud out of it. And maybe on day two, you learn to turn the temperature down and, and cook that chicken breast a little differently. And it's going to be a better tasting chicken breast. You just, you keep trialing and erring until you start to develop mm-hmm. some skills. Um, that's it. The skill, thing skill development. Skill development. And that, that's really what like everything I do on a day-to-day basis related to health and wellness, I, I call it skills-based, skills-based nutrition and fitness, I suppose, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, I looked at what my goal was, which, you know, at that moment in time, my goal was weight loss. I wanted to lose, you know, roughly 60 pounds. And then you, you kind of got to break it down backwards from there. Like what actionable steps am I going to need to take to achieve that goal? And those steps are going to involve skills that I'm going to need to develop in order to take those steps. So, and once you start working on the skill development, suddenly it snowballs and the sky's kind of the limit. So, you know, I know that you want to chat predominantly about cooking. So going back to cooking, um, you know, for me, like the first thing was like, okay, well, I'm good at cooking chicken on the grill. Maybe I'll throw it in the oven and see how that goes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, just, I got online a lot. I started looking at recipes and I, I, you know, there's anybody can go online and type in 
chicken recipe and find 8 million things they could cook. But what I started to notice was that as you dig more into it, there's really, I don't, I don't have an exact number, but let's say there's like 10 core ingredients that pretty much every dish is going to require salt, pepper, olive oil, maybe some butter, you know, there's a couple mm -hmm. of vegetables that most casseroles or sauteed dishes are going to require like an onion or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I started to realize like, okay, like, you know, if I have these core ingredients in my house, I can pretty much make any recipe that I'm going to find online, you know, within reason. Yeah. And, and with that in mind, it suddenly became a lot simpler. It was like, I downloaded the, uh, the Google keep app at the advice of my mm. wife, which is like a shopping list app. And, you know, basically it was, it was one of the best things we ever did for our household. Cause like a shared shopping list, you know, I type in my notes into our shared fries grocery list and she sees them, I see them. So who's ever at the store knows exactly what we need. And when I started to cycle through that list over the course of a few weeks, a few months and realized like, man, I'm eating the same stuff over and over, but in different variety, mm -hmm. varietal formats that makes it unique. So I don't get sick of it. And just that trial and error over time, uh, you know, eventually I, I, people tell me they like my food. So I don't, I don't yeah, know. It looks amazing. <laughs> I mean, from what you cook, you know, and share through uh, social media, through Instagram specifically, it's like, I just, like I said, it really resonated with me. And I think it resonates with our followers because <clears throat> I do, I really enjoy cooking, uh, but I, I do the same things over and over. I grill a ton. I keep it probably stupidly simple. And I think people want a little more variety than potentially what mm -hmm. I have to offer, which is why I really wanted to kind of share your expertise, because despite the fact that you tend to kind of rotate through a lot of the same things, you make them look really incredible, really delicious. You use a lot of fresh herbs and like you said, you know, onion and garlic and stuff like that, that really brings out flavor without adding a ton of, of sugar or salt or fat or things that people potentially need to watch out for. So, you know, I'd love to know as your kind of health journey, um, you know, went on is how you started to wrap your head around kind of optimal portion sizes for you. And now you kind of make it a point to highlight protein, carbs, and fats and really create this ideal, at least for you, ideal balance of these macronutrients from meal to meal, which I also think is a, is a great sort of philosophy for people to take into their kitchen uh, for every meal. Yeah, for sure. Well, here's the thing, like for, there's a, there's a ton of different ways that we, that one can approach, you know, structuring their plate they can count macros they can they can use a food scale they can do a bunch of things for me personally i realized real quick that those counting macros and a food scale that just that just didn't work for me and one thing i learned real fast is that if it's not going to work for you you probably you know should try to find something that will because mm -hmm. you want this to last the goal isn't to lose weight or to get strong the goal is to do those two things and then stay that way in the long term so, you know, I had to find a system that worked for me and I stumbled across, I mean, you, you've talked about it on your podcast, precision, precision nutrition. Yeah. Um, and I decided to go through their, uh, their coaching certification program. And, and as I'm going through that program, what they had this system that just, it just made sense to me in terms of portioning your plate. And it's, it's using your hand as your guide mm -hmm. for how much food you should be eating in a meal. So basically the way it works and it's, you know, uh, for those of you who are watching, you can see like you have four different macronutrients, which, you know, you have your proteins, carbs, veggies or fruits, and then your fats. 
those are those are the four things that I want to make sure are on every single plate that I eat. But how do you portion those? How do you know how much to eat? You know, if you don't want to weigh use a food scale, say when you're out to eat or when you're at a dinner party with friends, well, how do you do that? So I use my hand, and it's just it's just basically a palm sized portion of protein, mm-hmm. a cup sized handful portion of carbohydrates, and carbohydrates being like rice or quinoa or bread or pasta. Uh, mm-hmm. Protein would have been like salmon or chicken or beef. And then uh, for your veggies, I do a fist sized portion, veggies being like Brussels sprouts or broccoli or a salad. And then for my fat, uh, which would be like olive oil or flax seeds or butter, any of your healthy fats, I just want about a thumb sized portion. So it's a palm, a cupped handful, a fist, and a thumb. And that was like this aha moment for me. I was like, oh my gosh, if I just portion every single plate that way, then and I'm going to, I'm going to never have to measure anything. My hands with me, no matter where I go, I hope. <laughs> and, uh, and, and it also gave me kind of a framework for how to think about what I'm going to cook. You know, that's the portion of what I want to eat, but it also tells me like, I want these four things on every single plate. Yeah. And then you can, you can take it further, you know, obviously like that's not a perfect measurement. You know, it's not 50 grams to the, to the microgram of protein. It's a, it's a palm. So it, it varies here and there, but everybody's going to be a little bit different, you know? So I, at the time that I was going through this and, and still to this day, I, I'm a fairly active person. Um, so those portion sizes will, will vary slightly depending on, on what I'm doing in my day to day. You know, if I've got a day where I've got a heavy lifting day, and I plan to walk my dogs a couple miles down to the dog park. And I know, you know, on the, on the watch, I'm going to burn, you know, thousand calories. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe I'm going to do two cupped handfuls of carbs on, on my plates to know that I'm going to get a little bit more energy uh, for that. Or right now I'm lifting weights a lot. I just, I fell back into weightlifting a few months ago. I'm really enjoying being back in the grind of, of, you know, hitting some iron. And, uh, but mm-hmm. that means with that comes the desire to put on a little bit of muscle so that you can improve your lifts. Well, Muscle comes from protein. So instead of one palm of protein, I may be eating two palms of protein with every meal. And from there, it's just, it's really a matter of, of what I, what I call outcome-based decisions. You know, uh, I don't know what the, I know what my goal is, you know, but I really only control my behavior at this moment. And my behavior is my behavior supporting me getting to my goal or not is the question that I ask myself. So if I'm eating a couple handfuls of carbs with every meal and my goal is to lose weight and a week later I've gained a pound, well, okay, outcome-based decision-making, you know, what, what was I doing this week that maybe resulted in that pound gained? And maybe it's the carbs I cut back to a a cupped handful and a half, Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, circling back to the cooking, it just makes it super easy because there's so much variety in what you can do. I mean, if you want to cook, let's just list it out, you know, proteins, you have salmon, chicken, beef, eggs, pork. If you're vegan, you have, uh, you know, soy-based products, tempa, you have all, all those items. If, with your veggies, you know, I love cooked vegetables. So you have broccoli, Brussels sprouts, zucchini, squash, you know, you, you name it. And when you start to mix and match those items on the plate, like, well, suddenly, I mean, you can take a, a piece of salmon and turn it into 20 different dishes mm-hmm. just by using that simple trick of knowing I want one of each of these four things on my plate every single time. Yeah, and that's I like kind of how it. I approach every meal. I love it. And and I especially love it because it gives people a framework for how to approach their meals uh, in terms of saying, look, if I just, regardless of where I am, if I'm cooking for myself, if someone's cooking for me, if I'm out at a restaurant, I know I need 
a chunk of protein. I know I need a little bit of starchy carb, which is totally fine, by the way. There's no reason to necessarily avoid carbs or fats for that matter, um, but rather to create some level of balance from meal to meal. And if you're actually focused on that from meal to meal, then you're likely to get enough nutrition to not necessarily overeat any one particular macronutrient or excessive amounts of calories. And so again, as you've got a protein, you've got some starchy carbohydrate, you're going to make it a point to shoot for some vegetables and kind of keep your eye on, on the healthy fats for that meal, which for, I think for most Americans, we can get in the tendency of significantly overdoing it with any one macronutrient. And to be fair, usually that is carbohydrate in our standard American diet. So whether it's, you know, you go out for lunch and you have this huge Subway sandwich, which is all carbs, it's all bread. There's a couple of thin slices, you know, of, of protein on there. And then you get a big bag of chips for and sure. a soda or something like, yeah, that's all carbs. So it creates a little bit of awareness around how to start to build out those meals. I love the fact that you talked about the outcome-based decision-making and sort of just checking in with yourself and auditing yourself to some degree, uh, you know, maybe from week to week or maybe maybe every couple of weeks based on your performance, based on your physique, based on your training intensity of just saying, what, how am I feeling? What's my sort of objective measures in terms of, you know, could be weight, could be body composition measurements. Um, how am I feeling with all of these foods? How am I responding? And then I can adjust accordingly. So it does give you a seemingly simple methodology to start to plug these things in, especially for someone that's never had any formal education around nutrition or never, never really understood what macronutrients even are, or maybe they grew up without much protein intake, which, you know, the, the, the typical American is, is notoriously low in, in protein, in mm -hmm. uh, protein intake relative to their, their fat and carbs. So for so many reasons, it's, it's such a great model. And then um, going into how to use a lot of the same foods. And this is what I really love is how can we use a lot of the same foods over and over again, but right, create nuance uh, or literally spice them up um, to, right, to make it more appealing from meal to meal when people are like, ah, oh, I'm so bored of chicken and rice and broccoli. Well, what can we do to start to change, right, change that pattern? Well, and that's a lot of fun. And that's where you get into the experimenting in the kitchen and just, just not being afraid to, to try and succeed or try and fail. I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. The way I always look at it is if you screw up a dinner, it's one meal out of 21 in a week out of however many 21 times 52 is in a year. It's not that big of a deal. It's not that huge a loss if one meal didn't end up being that great. So don't be afraid to try and fail, number one. But, you know, it's, it's funny. I, I, I have a roommate and my roommate, you know, and I, I like to cook salmon. So we eat salmon every single week. I go to the farmer's market. I buy this great salmon fillets that my friend catches. And, um, and you would think, you know, like, well, it's a piece of salmon on a plate. Like that's going to be the same meal every single time. But something that my roommate commented on since, since we started living in the same house is that somehow every week, the salmon's different. Well, it's the same size fillet of salmon, it's eight ounce piece of salmon cooked in the oven for 20 minutes, 375 degrees. But every single week, I just experiment. You know, I've got a bunch of different herbs and spices in the pantry. I've got coconut powder. I've got cinnamon. I've got salt, pepper, garlic, salt, you know, dill weed, dill. I mean, I've got, I've got a fairly 
robust spice rack to be fair, but I would tell anybody to go fill up their spice rack because it just is game changing for making your food more mm -hmm. flavorful. Um, <clears throat> and then, you know, beyond that, what are we going to cook it in? I've got olive oil. I've got honey. I've got soy. I've got teriyaki. I've got barbecue sauce, you know, like any number, any of these different items. And then I just start fiddling around with it. You know, like one week I'll say, you know, what sounds good on this today? Some dill and some salt and pepper. And that's what I'll put on the salmon. I'll cook it the next week. I'll put some coconut powder and a little cinnamon on there. And while you're taking the same base food, a, a filet of salmon, you're effectively changing the flavor profile pretty substantially based on how you season it. And just by sheer virtue of changing the flavor profile, it makes it a different experience experience for, for you once you eat it, mm -hmm. which for me, at least it, it results in it taking a lot longer for me to get sick of something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it, that really got me thinking because a lot of the conversations that I have with clients is, is like I just said of, I get it. Like, I know I'm, you know, I know what healthy foods are. I just get sick of doing the same things over and over again, despite the fact that I know that this is something that works for me, works for my fat loss goals, uh, fits within my macros, so to speak. And so I've, I've really been letting this idea percolate and I'd love to have a more in-depth conversation with you at another time, but really the idea of like, what if we were to have virtually the same meal like three times a day, every single day, right? As a means to really create control, um, minimize variety for exactly for that reason so that we don't have to stress about too many different choices because we all know what happens when we have too many choices, right? And so to, to create a, a seemingly simplistic model of how do I eat the same things maybe for multiple weeks at a time, but just change, right? Change the, the spices, the seasonings, the sauces, the temperature, uh, the preparation techniques with these said foods that we can easily replicate every single day. I think it would be cool to create some like nutritional guide uh, that offered up those types of suggestions. Does that make sense to you? Oh yeah, it's it's funny you should say that, you know, and, and shameless plug here, but I'm actually working on on just such a guide right now I, I over four or five years of, of building recipes and posting about them on social media i realized i'd, I'd developed a, a fairly extensive list of fully written out recipes saved to social media posts and i've been getting asked a lot of these similar questions and i i thought the same thing like man there's yeah. there's there's something here so and and it's true you know you 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 decision fatigue is real you know like just think mm -hmm. about trying to pick a restaurant with your spouse mm -hmm. You know, by the time you actually pick the restaurant, neither of you even feel like going out anymore. At least that's happened to me more times than I can count. <laughs> True. You know, so as far as like, you know, the, the biggest meal that I like to look at is uh, is dinner. You know, that that's yeah. kind of my my anchor meal. So I have a I have a rule. I always have I, I eat meat. You know, there's plenty of people that don't, but I eat meat, and I've got a freezer full of various kinds of meat: salmon, some steaks, some chicken breasts, maybe some chicken legs, maybe some pork chops burger meat, you know, you name it. There's a whole bunch of different kinds of meat in my fridge at any, freezer at any given time. I have a hard rule that when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do when I go downstairs is I open the freezer and I pull something out and I throw mm -hmm. it in the sink to thaw. So that way, no matter what, when it gets to be five o'clock in the afternoon and the workday is wrapped up, I, I have no excuse, you know, because that was always my biggest excuse in my household. It was like, well, we didn't thaw anything out. So we'll just go grab a bite. To <laughs> we know that. We know that well. Yeah. You, you never say like, we didn't thaw anything out. So we're going to run over to Sprouts and pick something up. You, you say, no, no, we didn't thaw anything out. So we're going to go out to eat. Like I've, I've yeah. been there. So I'm like, okay, 
I need to eliminate that as an excuse. I need to eliminate that as a reason to not cook. So yes. boom, first thing I do every day, something is thawed. Well, once it's thawed, it, you know, okay, well now it's thawed. How's it going to be prepared? Well, here's my second thing that I do every Saturday. I'm, I'm a huge shop local, eat local kind of guy. That's, that's a, that's something that I've just leaned heavily into through the course of my you know journey to a healthier lifestyle. So I shop at the local farmer's markets uh, every Saturday morning. Yep. And that's where we first, uh, first met. That's in the first person. place we met face to face. Yeah. I, I found you, discovered you via your podcast, but then once we, we connected online, we, we met face to face over at the Roadrunner market, which yeah. was, was, you a love cool that day. place. Yeah. I love oh, seeing dude. you stock up every week. I am kind of jealous. <laughs> that place is uh that place is like uh that's my, my Zen place every Saturday yeah. morning, man. I take the dogs, I go, but you know, you have these farmers there and it, it's such an, it's such a, an experiential thing to, to, to go do because you, you're down there and you're, you're seeing the people who grew the food. Mm-hmm. They have their bins set up. And, you know, if you, if you know the right farmers to go shop in their tents in, they have every kind of a vegetable and produce you can imagine things you've never even seen before. Going back to that whole idea of just not being afraid to experiment, you know, like that was a big thing for me when I first started doing this, like I'd be at the farmer's market, I'd see some vegetable that I'd never even heard of before and be like, I bet you I could cook that. And I'd grab it and I'd ask for what it was called, you know, an eggplant or whatever. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I'd go look up a recipe and I'd figure out how to cook it. But getting back to my, my system. So I, I stock up on vegetables and I generally will buy three or four different kinds of vegetables every single week. Maybe it's broccoli and Brussels sprouts, zucchini. And then I'll try to throw in like one oddball, something I just don't know anything about, uh, largely to challenge myself to cook something different. And secondly, because it's just, it's also good for you to eat for a variety of fruits and vegetables and get some mm-hmm. things you've never tried before. Well, okay, now I've got my meat thought out. I've got four or five different vegetables to choose from in the fridge. Uh, as, as you experiment more with this, you're gonna learn for yourself what vegetables you feel go good with other kinds of meat, you know? So I've got vegetables. I've got some tools in my kitchen that are a must, like a vegetable steamer. You put the vegetable in there, you press steam, it takes 20 minutes, it steams it to perfect to perfection, you pull it out, throw some salt and olive oil mm. on it and eat it. End of story. Like it's it doesn't have to be this nice, this super complex, you know. I made ratatouille right. with fresh beets. Like you don't it doesn't have to be that way in the real world, you know. In the real world, everything that I try to do shouldn't take more than 30 to 40 minutes to to prepare and be sitting yeah. at the table and eating. And then from the carbohydrate perspective, same thing in my pantry at any given moment, I've got a jar of quinoa, a jar of rice, a couple of packages of different kinds of pasta. I usually have a fresh loaf of bread and it's the same thing. Okay. I'm having steak tonight. What goes good with mm-hmm. steak? Well, uh, bread goes good with steak. I'm going to have a slice of bread. Yeah. And, uh, and then you just start mixing and matching them together. And the next thing, you know, you know, what did I list there? Maybe 10 different total foods between everything, the proteins, the veggies, and the carbs, but I mean, do that factorial on how many different combinations of plates can you make just out of those simple ingredients? Yeah. And then that's not even taking into account the herbs and the stuff you can throw on top of them to make them taste great. Yeah. So it, it really sounds like you've got quite the routine down in terms of like, look, every Saturday morning, I'm loading up on fresh uh, vegetables. I'm going to get some meats from the farmer's market, create some variety in there. Obviously, I've you've built out this kind of inventory of, of foods that you know how to cook to some degree, but you're always getting experimental. It makes me think about when you shared um, 
the anchovy post like you made uh, <laughs> sardines was it anchovies or sar- sardines god that was disgusting you tell <laughs> so tell the awful. tell that story oh my gosh okay so i do the farmers markets and then a couple of it was about a year ago now but my uh, my wife and i wanted to oh. go try shopping at one of the asian markets in town and we go down there and i mean if you're a if you're a food lover like me i mean that place is like paradise there's just so many different kinds of exotic and unique things i'd never even heard of before but i i found this box of frozen sardines and i was like i've never had sardines before well, I, I take that back i'd eaten like canned sardines but i never had like whole sardines they're like so big these things were, they were like huge. huge i mean they were like was... they were like six seven inches a piece and there was Oof, like i'm not old. i don't know exactly but it, there had to be 30 or 40 sardines in this box so i get it home and I, i'm like okay i'm gonna make sardines and i open the box and i'm like oh my oh my God, that's a lot of sardines. Like, and my wife and the kids are like, we're, we're not eating that. Like, just so you know, like that's on you. So I'm like, okay, well, I, I try new things. That's, that's, I'm the I'm a person who tries new things. So I'm going to try this. And I, I cooked them up, man. And I, I kept it simple, just some olive oil and parsley and some shredded garlic like on top. Pan fried? Would you pan fry them? Uh, I put them in a roasting dish and I, oven, oh, okay. I put them in the oven at, at like 350 for about 20 minutes. So oh, yeah, they, God. they came out. <laughs> I mean, they were perfectly roasted, man. They were, I think they were cooked as, as, as well as a, a sardine can be cooked. Oh God, that they were disgusting, man. It was so bad. And I had like 30 of them. And I also have like, it, it's just a call it, maybe it's like my upbringing or a money thing. Yeah, I don't know, but right. I don't do food waste. I will not right. waste food. <laughs> I think it was more like the whole leftover thing. You're like, all right, like I committed to this. <laughs> now I'm going to make it happen. And I'm like, oh my, and you did it for like t- three or four days. I was like, oh, screw that, man. Every single day for like two weeks. (laughs) Oh, God, forget it. I I mean, that post came came up as a memory the other day on my Facebook and I almost Yeah, you posted it and I remember that. I was like, oh, yeah, that was nasty. Like, I don't eat sardines because of that. Uh, Talk to us a little bit about and I want to circle back and and we'll kind of wrap it up. But I want to circle back to um, just with with respect to your routine and kind of taking out food. Um, I guess let's hit this and then, and then we'll kind of, I want to talk about your family life and, 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 you know, the example you set for your kids and how you structured family meals and, and all of that stuff, because that seems important. So remind me to come back to that, but with respect to, you know, your weekly routine, shopping on Saturdays, pulling out food, there's a lot of people that will say, I don't have time to eat healthy. I don't have time to cook and prepare, um, it costs too much to quote unquote, eat healthy. What would you say to those things for someone that, you know, wants to actually get healthy, wants to lose weight? You know, I, I think, uh, I think those are all, it's hard to, I don't want to be harsh here, but at the end of the day, I think that, should be that harsh. we have to, we have, <laughs> I think that if you say you don't have time for something, it, it really translates to that's not a priority for me. And I think that if you if you break your day down into 15 minute intervals and look at what you actually do have time for, and believe me, I'm talking to myself here too, because I'm very guilty of it. You would be amazed at how much time you waste in a day. And I've done this exercise. Every 15 minutes, you write down what you did in those 15 minutes and do that from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed. And then go through that for one day and then come back to me and tell me, I don't have time to cook a 30 minute meal. You know, and, and those are... and. So, so there's that aspect of it as being a little bit, a little bit blunt, frankly, but then going back to the skills development of it, you know, you, you can't just look at that and say, oh, well, you know, that guy on Facebook live said that I, 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 it's not a priority for me. You know, you have to give some tools to, to, to adjust that, which is kind of some of the things that I, 
I just talked about earlier in, in how I structure my routines, but you have to lean into it step by step. I mean, if, to, if you if you listen to this and you're like, okay, starting tomorrow, I'm going to go to the farmer's market every single week and I'm going to toss something out every day and I'm going to cook four nights a week and I'm going to master every recipe of salmon I can think of. That's overwhelming. Like that's the nutritional equivalent of like walking into the gym on day one and being like, I'm going to bench press 400 pounds. Right. You're going to break your shoulder. Don't do it. Like you're going to, you need to learn the right strategies, techniques and steps first to develop that muscle. Uh, in, in, mm -hmm. in this case, you know, the, the muscle uh, to, to flex is having those routines in place in such a way that it, it, it's maintainable in your life to cook every day. So, mm -hmm. you know, for some people, it, it all depends on where you are. You know, it might be, I just need to keep a shopping list. I don't even have a shopping list. So I, I get to the end of the week and I have some time to get some food and I don't even know what to buy. So, okay, cool. Download an app and start putting some yeah. stuff in there. What do you have in your house that you like to eat? Is it milk? Fine. Put milk on your shopping list. You've taken an action. I think that when we talk in absolutes, you know, I don't have time for this. I don't have money for that. It's, it's, it's a zero sum game. Like you, you have to look at this incrementally, like, okay, maybe I don't have time to cook five days a week. Maybe mm -hmm. that's a true statement. Do I have time to maybe cook one day a week? And if I cook one day a week, like cook a big meal, so it'll be enough food to last for like three or four dinners. Well, well, there's a step that you can take. And the budget thing is, is the same thing. You know, the, the, everybody's budget's different. So far be it for me to sit here and tell you what you do and do not have money for. But I can tell you, uh, uh, you know, I can tell you an anecdotal story, you know, of, of a of acquaintance of mine, a friend of mine who gave me that, that same reason for not being able to cook and eat healthy. And I said, okay, well, let's look at your budget. Are you willing to share your budget with me? We can go through it and see. And I said, I, you know what, scratch that. Let's just, let's just do this. I want you to go through the month of July and I want you to tell me exactly how many dollars you spent eating out. So just go through your bank statement and tell me how many dollars you spent eating out. And suddenly they came back to me. It was something, it was ridiculous for one person. I mean, it was like seven, $800 or something like that. Just eating, eating fast food for a month. I was like, okay, again, like let's reapproach that, that absolute phrase of I don't have enough money to, to eat healthy food. And, and talk about what our priority is with our yeah. money. You know, are, are those meals out because you're getting social interaction with friends and, and that's a meaningful time for you, therefore it's money well spent? Or is that meal out just, ah, oh, crap, I planned poorly and I need to eat, so I'm gonna go grab something, you know, and, and let's evolve from there. And if you take $600 of a fast food budget and say, well, even if I allocate $100 of that back to the grocery store, well, $100, I could feed my family of four for two weeks on a hundred bucks, you know? Mm -hmm. So that, yeah. I guess that's kind of my answer to that is I don't, don't talk in absolutes and also replace the word of, uh, I don't have time for or money for with the phrase, it's not a priority. And then see where your mindset is when you get through, through that little exercise. That applies to a lot of things in life, frankly. 100%. Couldn't have said it better myself. I appreciate your insight on that because I think it's it, it just rings very true. Um, so with that said is I, I would love for everyone to know more about because you're a real dude, like you're not just a single dude, you know, like who has all the time in the world to prep food. You like, like you said, you know, you like to keep the meals uh, simple, concise, 30 minutes, uh, but give us a little more information because you've got, you know, a couple different businesses, you've got a family and tell us just about what's going on with your family right now and, and kind of what situation you're in. Yeah. Things are, things are pretty hectic and, and wild in my life, man. Like, like many people in the world, COVID and the pandemic impacted my household pretty severely. Um, 
you know, you, you mentioned I got a couple of businesses that that's accurate. So I, my wife and I run a small vacation rental business uh, in her home country, which is Portugal, uh, specifically the Azores Islands. Um, so we, we had a couple of vacation rentals that we've been operating for about three, four years uh, via Airbnb and booking.com. And the pandemic just kind of wiped those out for us. Not a great time to be in the vacation rental business on an island that's in lockdown, I'll tell you that much. Mm. Um, I'm my coaching business, you know, so I, I and, uh, and that kind of goes hand in hand with content creation. So uh, related to health, wellness and nutrition. So I, I partner with various, uh, various apparel companies and uh, nutrition and wellness companies and, and create content for them. And then I also maintain a small roster of coaching clients myself of folks that I I help with their with their weight loss and, and healthy living journey. So yeah, that that takes up a decent amount of time. And in addition to that, I, I do maintain a full time, you know, big kid job, we'll call it. Uh, and that's a <laughs> I, I work as a project manager in the telecommunications space. So that that also, you know, is a is a full time commitment. Um, and then I've got, you know, obviously a wife and two kids. And right now things are kind of weird for me. Um, back uh, over the summer, we we actually had plans to move back to Portugal before the pandemic hit my, my wife and kids and I, but the pandemic kind of uh, put a damper on those plans for a lot of different yeah. reasons, but we still wanted my wife and kids to get to, you know, experience uh, the pandemic from, from there rather than, than here because where she's from, you know, the, the schools yeah. were open and stuff. So they actually have been back on her Island for about six months now. And the original plan was they were going to go and I was going to stay back here and work a little bit and then go meet them. But then the flights all got closed down. So um, it's, it's been an interesting experience, you know, with them over there and me over here and, and uh, you know, not really having a mechanism to get out there with a pandemic and, and air travel being quite literally shut down. Um, so there's been ups and downs, but that all goes back to that skills development, you know, because it's frankly, it's a, it's an interesting time in my life. And I wouldn't, I'd be lying if I said, it's been great, you know, being separated from my wife and kids like this, you know, geographically, but there's a time in my life when this could have maybe caused a spiral, you know, just like, mm -hmm. well, things suck or heck I'm single for six months. I'm going to go drink and party and act like an idiot. Right. And there's nobody to stop me. You know, there's a million things that could have, could have unfolded as a result of me getting this time, you know, uh, in basically isolation. Uh, but having those skills developed over the past five years, you know, to, and, and then just the, the physical awareness of, of how much more well-rounded and healthy of a human being I feel like as a result of having developed those skills and maintain them, it's, it's been a no brainer to me to make sure that my, my nutrition stays in check. I stay active. I stay focused on the things I do control, you know, making sure I show up to work every day, making sure that I'm giving the best to my clients uh, who, who want to work with me. And also giving the best to myself, you know, staying, staying physically fit and making sure I eat right. And because when I get back to them, which, you know, I actually am I'm pretty excited. It's looking like I'm going to be able to get back to them as soon as about two weeks from now. I just bought a ticket. Great. We found out airline opened up, which is can't tell Congrats, you how big of a dude, relief that amazing. is. Thank you. I mean, it's, it's been a heck of a six months. But the other thing for me is like that they are they are my heart. So at the end of the day, you know, if. I want to show up back to them a better human being than they left behind. And that has been a huge driver for me these past six months. It's just, okay, I have this time and it's hard. And frankly, it kind of sucks, but what's my reaction to that going to be? And I've mm -hmm. just put, it's not always been great. I mean, there's been a few moments curled up in a ball in a corner, just wishing it would stop. But, no <laughs> but, but ultimately, you know, just knowing that, 
I can make myself as, as healthy and well-rounded and, and improved as I possibly can. So they get a, you know, hopefully a, a Joey 2.0 when I, when I finally get back to them. So. Amazing, man. That's awesome. And just kudos for you for holding down the fort and continuing to practice everything that you preach. Um, and, you know, continuing to keep the bar uh, really high for, for all of us and our families. As I always say that, you know, focusing on yourself, like you said, at the beginning of the call, you know, just taking the time and prioritizing our own health is probably the best thing that we can do because it truly does permeate into every, every other area of our life. Um, just to lead by example for our family, for our friends, for our community members, for our clients, um, you know, cause what, what more can we do? Um, so, you know, with that said, man, I'm going to let you go. Uh, but I want to genuinely thank you for your time and knowledge and wisdom. It's, it's really just, it's crazy, you know, how, seemingly simplistic this stuff is. And yet um, I'm always learning something new, which is why I love doing this podcast so much and connecting with other like-minded professionals like you and just sharing that seemingly simplistic knowledge with everyone else. Because if it, you know, if it really was that easy, um, so many more of us would be living much healthier lifestyles. And so what's the, you know, the best thing we can do is just share that information, right? So um, thank you again, my brother. I really appreciate it. Uh, do me a favor before you go, let's let our listeners know how they can find out more about you. Yeah, man, no, I appreciate that. And I couldn't have said it better myself. I mean, at the end of the day, what looks easy for the professional, you, you didn't see the underlying hours and hours and hours and years and years and years of practice it took right. to get there. So stick, stay the course, but uh, you can find me on uh, I'm pretty Instagram's my main my main yep. jam. So it's just Joey Solowitz at Instagram. Uh, S-Z-O-L-O-W-I-C-Z. You need the spelling Joey Solowitz. Uh, Facebook. I've got a Facebook page called uh, Happy Human Healthy Living. Uh, that's the name of uh, I like to call it my blog. So you can find me on Facebook, my personal account, the same name or Happy Human Healthy Living uh, Facebook page. Those are the two main oh, places yeah, you can find me. If you get me there, you'll find anything else I do. Perfect. Love your content. Make sure you guys head over and follow Joey, uh, at least on Instagram. I'll have those links here. Just, just check out the show notes right below. And um, otherwise, my friend, we will connect soon and uh, have a great rest of your day. If I don't talk to you before, good luck with your trip out to Portugal. Um, I can't Thanks, imagine man. how excited uh, you are to see your family. So uh, all the best, <laughs> my friend. Hey, you're an inspiration, man. And I, I couldn't, I can't thank you enough for hosting me on this, on this podcast. This has been a really awesome conversation and, uh, you know, feelings likewise about leading by example. I appreciate you, brother. Appreciate it, dude. Did you love this episode of the smart nutrition made simple show? Then head on over to iTunes, subscribe and leave a positive rating and review. And more importantly, share this with other men that you know are dedicated to leveling up in every area of their life by learning how to live healthier, more energetic, and productive lives so that they can optimize their health for their family and future. Thank you for listening. And if you want to find out more about how you can work directly with Ben, then just head on over to www.bslnutrition.com forward slash level up.